Gosh, it almost burns at that point. The week's getting started. This... Ouija break. Yeah. All right. Hi, my name is Andre Jick. Hope you're doing well, and welcome back. We have here my good friends, Jen Kramer and Graham Stefan. So thank you, Graham, for joining us. Welcome back to the Iced Coffee Hour. <laughs> what do I say? <laughs> my name is Graham. So far, the podcast is made. Graham. So far, this podcast has made zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> welcome was, to the very yeah. hot coffee hour. No, yeah. I was thinking about calling it hot hot coffee hour <laughs> that would be funny it'll be the rivalry hot, hot coffee hour <laughs> come for the finance back. stay for the uh graham stefan yeah yes. graham stefan stay for the special and lots guest. of sweat well, thank you for sweating with us i feel like getting hotter already so <laughs> it is getting it. hotter yeah so i am here with the two kings of the finance space on youtube we've got andre jick we've got graham stefan i handed each of them a dollar bill what are you talking about? You didn't off. hand it to me. I've had the I carry right. dollar he bills in the sauna. Each of them just brought the their time. own dollar to the sauna spontaneously. Yeah. They each just felt an impulse to bring a dollar into the sauna. So we have two dollar bills. Cool. Uh, in reality, the reason that they're folded up is because they're my lucky dollars. I keep them in my wallet, folded up at all times. And I'll show you why. Graham, if we could make anything happen with these dollars, what would you want to happen? Turn them into a hundred dollar bill. A hundred. Yeah, or two twenties. Ooh. Two fifties. <laughs> two oh, fifties. I mean, twenties or fifties would be cool. You, you said a one hundred. A one hundred. Dollar bill. Let's yeah. see what we can do here. If we take the two singles, it'll happen on the third fold. That's one. That's two. And that is three. We have a one hundred dollar bill. That's crazy. That's almost as good as Jerome Powell. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Do I get to keep oh, that? Thanks. Do I get to keep that? Is that mine? Yeah. That's mean if you don't the sushi let the fund, the aquarium fund. Yes. No, oh, absolutely. But seriously, yeah. that's mean if you don't let him have it. <laughs> that was mine. <laughs> this is the bribe that we had to pay Graham to come on here. It Wait, is. Graham, you're leaving yeah. town. Where I are you am. going? Yeah. Uh, there's a carrot event uh, for the carrot credit card. I'm judging in a shark tank. Uh, style pitch so that'll be fun be on friday yeah, have you been a fan of shark tank i love sure. shark tank graham is i think it, the yeah. biggest kevin o'leary fan that i've ever oh heard. yeah whatever he says i'll follow his advice he tells me to jump off a building i'll do it <laughs> <laughs> now what is it about kevin o'leary that makes him somebody who you want to follow you're interested in his thoughts what, what is it about him oh, i don't know i think his demeanor just I, I love how frank he is i love uh you know his brutal honesty and uh, he's funny. He's a funny guy. He is. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yes. If you were to ever go on Shark Tank with a product, and I know you were experimenting with being on the other side, having people bring products to you. I saw Ketchup. Yeah. Ketchup, please. That was a cool episode. But if you were to ever go on a Shark Tank, not that you would, but if yeah. you ever did, do you have a product in mind? Nothing. Uh, I mean, I'd pitch bankroll coffee, but like even that, I don't think it's really pitchable. There's there's nothing that I would that I would be able to pitch right now. I have no clue. Not really my strength. Well, speaking of bankroll coffee, how's it doing? Decent. Uh, sales were actually up. I have not talked about them in a while, and uh, I've noticed last month our sales have been up like fifty percent. So, wow. I don't know why. I think it's it could be just random. Wait, have but... you increased your prices thanks to inflation yet? Barely. 
Okay. I mean, we've increased it in line with our own costs, so it's not like we're making extra money. Yeah. But eh, it's you know what? It's cruising. It's a good cruisable business. That's cool. Yeah. And huh. the branding is cool. Thank I mean, you. From what I've heard, Thanks. people, yeah. you have so many repeat customers and yeah. the rate of people who order and oh, they yeah, decide totally. to keep ordering. And that to me, I mean, that's a testament to the product and to how people loyal like people it. are. People to like it. it. They order it once and they'll order again. So we are starting this podcasting journey. You've been down this podcast road. You have an awesome, successful podcast, The Ice Coffee Hour. What advice or words of wisdom do you have that you've learned about podcasting? Usually it's not to have a script, not to have any agenda, and just have a conversation. That's it. Well, when you guys started, did you see the podcast take off right away? Or was that something you guys had to grow after a while? Or so did... we had to grow. The first, uh, I, don't, I want to say the first five episodes were really slow. And that was a point to me where I, I paid no attention to it at all. I was like, hey, Jack, I'll show up for an hour. You just tell me what to do. I'll be there to film. You take care of the rest. Uh, so I did nothing in terms of like titles or thumbnails or content. And then after like six episodes, I was like, this isn't doing well. And then I took over title thumbnail. And then once it started getting hit by the algorithm, the, the whole channel started doing way better. I think actually, uh, gosh, when was it? I forget which guest we had on, but uh, there were a few guests in the very beginning that really helped just reach a bigger audience. But it's really just just as much algorithm, unfortunately. Well, I remember you used to actually travel to the guests before in California, right? You would just go to their house. You would go, you'd be mobile. You'd go yeah. everywhere. We, I mean, we still are. Oh, you still point. do? Yeah. Yeah. It's harder now because we have such a nice set. Like before, when we're filming on my coffee table, it's like, of course, like anything else would be better than our coffee table. So it makes sense to travel. But now when we have everything set up there, we got a switcher, we got like the prep, uh, you know, professional lighting. It, it, we prefer guests to come to us. Right. But we'll travel. It's not as good. The quality goes down if we travel. Do you, do you have any advice for us? Man, I would just say keep it short and concise. Keep it short and concise. That's right. what I think. Especially and on that this, note, yeah. we are done with the podcast. Wrap right. it up. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. That's right. Actually, we have to go to level two right now. Cool. So are you ready for this, Graham? Yeah, sure. I want to see your reaction. It's actually not that hot. We're just starting. But... Uh, Bring on the heat. Yeah. There we go. Can everybody, by the way, smash the Ooh. like button for Graham? He's about to experience this influx of heat. And yeah. He's oh, awesome for doing this. Humidity up here. Just... Oh, wow. It's yeah. at 40, 40 degrees right now. I've uh, never seen it at 40 before. 40% humidity. Wow. And what's the temperature readout, Dylan? 111. Okay, right. so it's basically the typical Vegas day right yeah, now. Yeah, it's basically outside with humidity. This is Florida. This is Florida. <laughs> no, that's such a good point. Basically. This is Florida. Gosh. Okay. Just sitting out in the heat in Florida right now. Yes. So, Graham, this year, I remember last year from YouTube, I think, how much did you make? Last year was, uh, why are you the IRS? I am. <laughs> how uh, many crypto holdings do uh, you have? Uh, gosh, what was last year? Like six something? Wow, six. Yeah. Are you feeling this year is going to be kind of similar or is it a little bit lower? Probably going to be the same. Same. Um, yeah, things have been pretty steady. That's pretty awesome. Much. So, yeah. That's I, every, every month, I'm like, hey, this pro the last month this is going to happen, but I've been saying that now for three years. No so way. So, I've, I've, I've kept that same philosophy every month. It's like, hey, it's going to be my last month. I'm preparing for the end. It's so interesting that I, I felt like our ad rates have definitely gone down this year. Uh, they have, but just viewership believe it or not just has, has been better and more consistent now than it was throughout a lot of 2021 mm. no i'm noticing i'm getting more views on my channel this year too yeah. than last year 
that the ad rates are similar, I would say, but for some reason the the payments are basically half. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's half from the peak, but I've had so many videos in the backlog that just continue getting views. Like when you sort by my uh, real time 60 minutes, mm -hmm. and you see like which videos are getting the most views. A lot of them are videos that I posted years ago. Mm -hmm. It just every day they just continually bring in like 30, 40,000 views. Wow. That's yeah. great. Really evergreen. Yeah. And those are the videos that, you know, when I made them, I never expected them to do well. I mean, it's just like making another Wednesday video and mm. here they are. It's incredible. Well, if someone's starting YouTube now in the finance space, would you, what would you recommend them to do differently? Because I'm, I'm noticing a lot in the community for us anyway, there's this trend where it's like, I feel like people are a little upset with what's going on in the markets. And right now there's a trend to make videos, maybe criticizing other people's portfolios or investment choices. Do you think that's a pretty smart approach to to a growth strategy, or is that? Uh, I mean, it really depends what you're doing because, like, in the beginning, it does it does work, and that is a strategy a lot of people take because it's like the immediate gratification of just like, hey, got views, and if if one subject gets ten times more views than another, I mean, it kind of makes sense to keep going in that direction. The issue that I have with that is that it caps out pretty quick, and once you kind of saturate that that audience where do you go from there and it's hard to pivot from that because then you built up an audience who only wants to see that and when you pivot nobody watches it and it hurts those videos right so i would say yeah if, if you want to, if you want to grow that works but at a certain point you got to pivot to something else it seems like right now these long-form documentary videos are doing so well like if you could make a, a really cool 20 to 30 minute long yeah. uh you know documentary on something and post once a week I love those videos. Those are so That's hard great. to make. I know. They take so much research yeah, and so much editing. True. Yeah, like uh, for me, Sunny V2, Patrick CC, Jake Tran. Like those are the three that I think are doing really well. Another channel called Moon doing these documentaries. So I think that's the new style. It's getting really competitive now. But if you could just one-up everybody else and just put in more work or I don't, I don't know what, what it would take. But it's so funny. I, I remember watching Jake Tran's videos when he was, uh, there's actually a testimonial from your course mm -hmm. that I was watching at one point and he was doing finance videos back there. Yeah. And, uh, man, it's so crazy how much he's grown doing those long, yeah. long form. Videos. I think he is just the perfect example of, uh, you could watch the progression on his channel over time. Like go, if you go to his channel and go scroll all the way back to the beginning videos, like you'll see how he's just like as grown and as, as a person. How he shifted his content. You see, like the change. Uh, he started getting traction. He ran with it, and he worked so hard in building what he has. Yeah, I love that. Going back and watching people's original videos and seeing how they progress over time. Yeah. I think it's really inspiring yeah. to see. I watch mine. I, li I like sorting back and then seeing when they've hit exactly five years, and then yeah, I'll be like, "Oh, cool. it'll be like a few days until this video hits five years." I'll watch it. That's I awesome. have so much fun because I remember filming all of those videos. Uh, I love that. Do you think you'll continue doing YouTube? uh for i guess indefinitely or is there a kind of a strategy for which you'll pivot or create like a business that's standalone from your thing just not at the moment i mean i'm gonna keep doing it as long as i can as long as i find it enjoyable yeah and 90 percent of the time i love it and it's a fun challenge even when i'm out of video video ideas and i'm like i can't think of what to do and i'm just frustrated it's still i enjoy that challenge which is like can i get this done so as long as it's enjoyable i'll continue doing it um that's at fair. some point i'll scale back some point but uh i'm gonna push as long as i can it's, so it's more so based on how you feel not necessarily like a goal financially to get to a certain number or anything. no yeah. no there's no goal at this point
What Especially you, once you've built up all that momentum, I can understand also. It's like you want to keep the momentum yeah. going. And that's, and that's the thing too. It's, uh, you know, scaling back, you kind of lose that momentum. And I know I won't be able to get back to the same place I am now. So I think to myself, you may as well just continue pushing. Like it makes sense. Like who am I to, to scale back at this point? Now that you've been in the YouTube game, killing it for yeah. so long, what's something about being a YouTuber, being in the space that has surprised you? Something that when you first got into it, you weren't expecting, but that you've experienced, good or bad? It's it's difficult to come up with a topic. I think in the beginning, when there was really nothing else that was on YouTube that was talking about finance, it's like, you could talk about anything. And people were like, oh my God, this crazy concept of compound interest. What is a Roth IRA? Yeah, you can't do those videos anymore. So it's, it's become more challenging in that sense. Um, but positively, I think uh, the best thing that has come from it is just the friendships that I made. And just the connections that you make and the people you get introduced to that I would never have been able to meet uh, or come in contact with otherwise, but because of the channel makes it possible. So I would say there's, there's friendships and connections. That's really 100%. special. I love that. And speaking of something I'm curious about, do you guys remember the very first moment that you met in person for the first time? Me and Andre? I yeah. do. Yeah, it was at Jeremy's house, wasn't it? It was at yeah. Jeremy's house. My gosh. Yeah. I remember this was 2019. This is before I met any YouTubers. This is my first time, and I saw, I want to say, like, half a dozen to a dozen people that yeah. day. It was, like, Nate O'Brien and Jeremy and a bunch of creators. And it was so funny because when I saw you, you know that Spider-Man meme that's like, you. Yeah. <laughs> and then even Macy was looking at me. She's like, you guys are so similar. But then as she got to know us, she saw how different we were and that we have similarities, but we're also different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was fascinating. I remember the second time I saw you was actually at your uh, house in California. Was it? Um, yeah, we collabed. We made that video together where we arm wrestled. And... Oh, gosh, we did. The Pokemon <laughs> like, video. I blocked that. And now round two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was cool because I had seen your, your video. I think it was the dividend video, right? Yeah. Yeah, I had seen that video. Like, who's this guy? You got the same lamp as me. <laughs> So. Okay, do you want to hear the craziest thing? We coincidentally have that same lamp, too. Really? I promise you, you really? we've had that lamp since, like, I don't know, 2017, 2018, at least like several years at this point. And when we saw that you guys also had the lamp, I'm like, what is it about this lamp? Yeah. Total coincidence. I don't know what it Total is. And I don't think we're the only two people that have had it. I've heard of other creators say I have that same lamp. Mine's a different lamp, though. Nobody got theirs from Urban 95. They stopped making my lamp a few years ago. Really? Yeah. I got mine from Amazon it's for slightly like different. 80 yeah. bucks or something. Yeah. No, mine is mine is good lamp. <laughs> Mine's slightly, slightly better. Battle of the lamps. Yeah. Battle of the lamps. Well, uh, Graham, are you ready to go to level three? Ah, uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's an enthusiastic. Let's get this over with. Oh, gosh, it almost burns at that point. Oh, this is so we're just getting started. Is there like a scent in that or like a flavor? There is. What is it? Lavender. Wait, That's what it is. Squeegee break. Giving you the full right. spa experience. Uh, Alright. Oh yeah, squeegee break. <laughs> Isn't this just gonna fog up again? Probably. Yeah. But not hey, Graham, you're awesome for doing this oh, with us. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, did I get it? That's good enough. How are you doing? You eh, there? Fair. Doing okay. I think you're doing great. Good. Yeah, yeah. What's the longest you've gone without like taking a break? 25 minutes. Uh, so basically the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, we're still trying to f figure out the format. Uh, if it's something that's more formatty or loose. I, I think uh, more formatty is better. Yeah. I think like uh, the hot ones. 
Yeah. First we feast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a great podcast. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, speaking of all this humidity, water, you have an aquarium mm -hmm. and you've been interested in reef aquariums, passionate yeah. about reef aquariums for many years. What is it about reef aquariums that you love so much and what first piqued your interest in them? I was a kid and uh, I, I was always fascinated with just pets. So as a kid, I would be like, I'd have lizards, tarantulas, frogs, newts, anything. I was just obsessed with just like, just just animals and pets in general. And I'd go to the, the, the store, the pet store, and there'd be saltwater fish. And for some reason, like I was obsessed. I, I thought they were the coolest thing, the colors, the, the life. And back then too, there was like no coral that they sold. It was just the fish. I'd always want a saltwater aquarium. And my parents were like, no, that's too expensive or it's too much work. You can't get a saltwater aquarium. There's that perception that it was uh, very difficult to care for. And, uh, you know, when I was 12, my dad got me a, a saltwater tank. I think it was for my birthday. Or he, he teamed up with my grandma to, like, get me a saltwater aquarium. And immediately I was obsessed with that tank. I mean, it, it consumed everything. Like, it was all I could think about. And I found these forums called saltwaterfish.com and reefcentral.com. And I spent all of my time, like I'd go home from school, and all I wanted to do is like post on the forums and talk to other people about their aquariums, and uh, it was it was like an obsession because then I'd come back to see if people had replied to me, and I'd, I'd spent hours a day on that, and it just evolved. I, I loved everything about it. It was a really cool outlet for me. That's is that what really your favorite cool. Pokemon's Gyarados? Uh, is it my favorite? <laughs> I, don't I don't know if it's my favorite, but close. I don't know. It's a fish. Favorite. I, yeah, I don't know what my favorite would be. Is this is, so is your aquarium obsession before or after your love of Pokemon? Kind of around the same time. Oh, uh, that would be after. Because po Pokemon would be uh, when I was much younger. I mean, I've always loved saltwater fish, but I got an aquarium when I was 12, and I think po my Pokemon obsession was before that. Before that, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so now it's like it's almost like we're in an aquarium with all this humidity giving yeah, you the full of. aquarium experience. Yeah, it's so fascinating. Yes. I feel like you're such a collector and I could so I could resonate with that. And I something that I feel like I share with you as well. We just like to collect collections of things. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I feel like it's what makes you kind of uh, delay your gratification. And it's what allows you to make good choices and stay invested in the long term. Yep. Because you like to just collect. And that's kind of part of being a good investor, too, is like buying stocks and holding on to them for the long term, yeah. which is why you've held on to your Pokemon cards and your, uh, I guess, your love of, of the aquarium and everything else. And along the way, as you collect things, I feel like eventually you find a way to monetize it, whether it's the thing you've collected becomes valuable or something happens along the way. And I feel like I, I share the same kind of quality in collecting those things yeah well reef tanks is going to be very unprofitable unfortunately unless you you're running so? like oh yeah unless you run a full-scale coral farming operation well you've sold a couple so. things though right oh yeah it doesn't even come close to breaking even well what's the most expensive thing you've sold 120 dollars. that's great yeah at least that's oh, something yeah. yeah but not but not when like you know the tank probably costs a few hundred dollars a month to, to run that's well, fair i heard yeah. from a top secret source <clears throat> macy yeah. <clears throat> shout out to macy Thanks for the heads up. She said that you used to want to be a marine biologist. Oh, yeah, I did. Was that something that you really seriously considered? How yeah. old were you at the time? Oh, gosh. That was seventh grade. That was just when I started getting into the whole reef aquarium thing, and I was working at uh, a wholesaler, and I thought I wanted to be a marine biologist. But um, when I looked into it, it sounds so stupid, but they, did, they don't make a lot of money, and that was something I knew I just wanted to make a lot of money, and they didn't do that. Uh, so I put that on the back burner. 
Plus, there's a lot that I felt like, you know, I knew already just from the aquariums. So, I, I remember asking you a while ago, if you weren't doing YouTube, what, would, what do you think you would do? Yeah. And I think you told me that you wanted to be a professional drummer. Yeah, I'd be involved in probably music and, uh, and doing something with aquariums. Okay. Mm, yeah. Is it true that you have perfect pitch? I do. Yeah. That is so cool. Alex was telling me that you can hear a song, that you were out at the store, you heard a song, and you could sit down at the piano and be able to play the song, yeah. which is amazing. Ah, thanks. Yeah. Wow. Is that something that you've always been able to do since you were a kid? Yeah, yeah. My mom had a piano, and uh, so that was something that I always just tinker around with. Um, I got piano lessons as a kid, and my parents really wanted to cultivate that because they knew that uh, I had a knack for... I guess hearing something and then playing it on the piano is like four or five years old, but I hated piano lessons. There's something about where I just, I didn't want to be taught or like told what to do. And I hated learning the scales. Now I regret it because now I realize just, I, you know, as a kid, you don't realize the importance of scales and like figuring out which notes go where and which belong and which don't. And I just wanted to do it by ear and I regret quitting piano lessons. How would you but handle yeah. that if you have kids in the future? Would you encourage them to take music lessons? Or would you think like, okay, when I was a kid, this is how I felt about it. And would you approach your kid in a certain way because uh, of what you've learned? Uh, no, probably not. I, if, if they really hated it as much as I did, I'm not going to force them to do that. Because um, then, then I think it builds resentment. And had I, because then I would have hated it. I mean, then it would have ruined all the love I have for music, I think. Uh, karate was another one. They wanted to get me in karate, and I hated karate. And uh, finally, I got them to to say, "No, we're going to quit karate." And I was, I loved that decision. <laughs> so I used to I, do karate when I was really? a kid. Yeah. Me too. I me too. It. I was super into karate. Actually, yeah. I did karate for a while, six days a week. Yeah. And uh, after about seven years, I uh, earned a black belt. Although did you really? oh. it's been so long that I really think they should demote me a belt for every year I haven't practiced, in which case I am back to a white belt. Uh, but uh, at the time... Graham, how do you feel? We're about to karate ourselves to level four. I right, just get it over with. Let's keep going. <laughs> let's do it. Here we go. Okay. Right. Ooh, what's the temperature now? Got a, this, I mean, this to me feels like a 125. 152. Oh, wow. Right now, or like yeah. it was 152? No, right now. Wow, 152 oh, with 30-something cool so, percent Right now, the temperature is wow. dropping, actually, but the humidity is going up. But the perceived temperature has gone way higher. Now, besides being amazing at finance and uh, playing piano, playing the drums, which, by the way, I can attest to this, Graham and I, when we get little house togethers, He's the drummer, yeah, and yeah. he we could play a song, and he just takes over the drums and he just riffs and just awesome. does it perfectly. And I don't oh, understand nice. how that works. Uh, a drum beat's a drum beat. I mean, you could you could. There's a lot of room for interpretation on that, and it sounds good as long as it's on tempo. I don't know. I'm I'm just blown away. But when, when you do it, but yeah, thanks. Are there any other hidden talents that you have that the world may not know about? I played the tuba. You played the tuba oh. seven years. What? Yeah. Wow. From sixth Se wait, grade for seven years. Yeah, from well, is it from sixth grade to eleventh grade? How did you decide on the tuba? Uh, it was the biggest, loudest instrument that uh, that I could pick in middle school. They gave you a pick of instruments. Like we had to take a music class, and uh, I just picked the loudest one I could pick, the biggest one. I just thought it was the coolest. So, 
became the tuba, and I liked it. And there was not a lot of tuba players, yeah. <laughs> so I was one of two. That was it. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I don't see too many people play the tuba. It's not one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you oh. always wanted to stand out in anything you do? Has that been something that has motivated you throughout your life? Uh, I guess so, because if I'm doing the same things as everyone else, it just it feels like, you know, I'm not doing something that's maybe unique. So yeah, in a sense, I just think uh, it's it's fun and more interesting to take a different path. I feel like for me, it was yeah. it was a collection of all these talents too. But I feel like partially driven by. Not entirely, but partially driven by maybe insecurities for me. Because I was like, man, I'm not like this like six foot tall dude. I need to do cool things. And I don't know, maybe growing up that had something to do with picking up a lot of skills and being extra. Because, I don't know. It's so interesting because I feel like on social media now you see these trends of things being very polished and then social media moving in other directions where people want the more real feeling content it's more relatable and so i feel like when people are not just portraying themselves as like hey i'm this perfect human being but instead being like i'm a human just like you i've got you know my strengths my weaknesses i feel like that really i'm sweating like crazy relatable just like you yes (laughs) Woo! doing all right keep going (laughs) (laughs) how many more questions we got about 15 all right thousand (laughs) (laughs) What's the, what's the next thing that you're excited for? Because I don't feel like we do YouTube and it, it's fun, but it's it can sometimes get a little, kind of be a little bit much of a routine. Yeah. What's what's something that you're excited for, kind of in the in your future? Is it maybe spending more time with Macy or or doing something like a business venture? Uh, you know, honestly, I really like uh, what I'm currently doing. To be honest, mm-hmm. uh, you know, anything in the short term, I'm looking forward to. I would just say, you know, I'm looking forward to the holidays. Okay. I like, I've always been a fan of like the time between October and December because there's so much to look forward to. It's like you got Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. Ooh, man. Yeah, so. You guys had an epic Christmas tree, I saw. That was a really Uh, big Christmas tree. Yeah, it was, uh, what, 12 feet? It looks like we are approaching the end of level four. So since you mentioned holidays, I am curious to know. What is Graham Stephan's favorite Halloween costume? Like favorite thing you've ever dressed up? I don't up usually as dress Halloween. up. I really don't dress up. Sounds stupid. I love Halloween. I love going to like the Halloween events, like uh, like Not Scary Farm, Universal Fright Night, uh, Haunted Houses, Hayrides. Like I love that sort of stuff. Uh, but I don't. I don't really dress up. I'm not a fan of dressing up. How about Bailey and Ramsey? Do they get all costumed up for Halloween? I hate costumes. <laughs> It's the opposite of Rito. Rito loves costumes. Rito's always wearing a shirt. I don't think I've ever seen Rito, Andre's dog, in his birthday suit. No, no, he loves shirts. He'll bring me shirts. It's amazing. Yeah. Be like, put on my shirt. Uh, speaking of guilty pleasures, <laughs> do you have any Graham guilty pleasures that something you like to indulge in, regardless of how much money it costs? It just brings you joy. The aquarium. The aquarium. It all goes back to the aquarium. Yeah, I'll spend any amount of money on the aquarium. That's fine. I love that. And your watch collection's pretty dope, too. I could take it or leave it for watches, but the the aquarium is something for me that it, uh, I get a, a real passion from that. Cars or aquarium? Uh, aquarium. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that was a quick answer, too. Oh, yeah. Girls or aquarium? Oh, well, it's Macy. What, Macy, Macy or the aquarium? Or aquarium? Oh, gosh. I mean, it's got, I mean, obviously, it's got to be. If, if I had to pick, obviously, Macy, but... Uh, 
I think about passed, it. Passed the test. <laughs> but I was like, Graham, tread yeah, carefully. But there's never going to be a world where it's like one or the other. Yeah. So it's going to be both. It's so funny. I remember uh, advice from Kevin O'Leary. Someone brought up a similar question where it's like, should I you know, abandon my career for this girl that I love? And the advice that he gave was um, pick whichever one is easier to or harder to replace. Yeah. So it's, you know, which one is harder to replace, your career or the girl? Which I thought was kind of an interesting question or an interesting answer. I love how you and Macy are so supportive of each other. Yeah. It's really cool. Like you each have your own things and just feels like you guys are really there for each other and awesome to awesome yeah. to see. Thanks. Yeah. All right. So it looks like we are moving on to level five. This is the level that you get to promote yourself. Not that you need to, but talk about anything you want. Yeah, I'll be honest, I don't know how much longer I could last, but I'll keep going. At least I want to be able to make it. All right, so for... Oh, yeah, man, it burns. All right, so for a... Uh, God, there's nothing I want to promote, man. Uh, you promote whatever you want to promote. Yeah, I'll I'm promote 4Gram. Check yeah. out his main channel. Check out his reaction channel. Check out the Iced Coffee Hour. Occasionally, he posts to the vlog channel. Make sure to follow him on Instagram as well. Yeah. Graham made it. You did. You're, you've made it. Thank you so much. Oh, my Thank gosh. You. Thank you. This is hot, by the way.